This is how I'm starting episode 16 of the Struggle Play Podcast. Hey! Feel that, feel that. Feel that. Struggle Play Podcast is available on all digital streaming platforms, iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, Spotify, you name it, I'm everywhere. For you, you. You're just like a fool for the hoop ride, baby. Drop top in the coupe, baby. I saw something real, fuck with you. Feel that? I saw something real, fuck with you, saw, baby. Come on. Gonna find a feel, but it's too hard, baby. Inside to get out, thinking we all take it home. Here it goes. Turn that shit up. I wonder if you know what you do. Alright man, alright, I can play that song on and on and on and on God damn, that boy Lucky Day is so good You know, I heard of him I remember when this album came out back in May But I never really gave it a, a listen Or even really bothered to listen As a matter of fact, I was going through so much in May I think in May I was just so focused on like finding a job And just like keeping my head on the ground you know what I'm saying? Because that's when I like got fired and I lost and I broke up with my girl. So I was just like, yo, I need to like get my shit together. And I just always remember hearing this lucky day. But as always, when the Grammy nominees list comes out, I immediately find a new artist that I'm instantly in love with. And I've heard great things about Lucky. And now, God damn it. Woo! Woo, that boy good. That boy good. That boy good. Call me late. But just know I am here right now. And because this album painted hot tamale, I'm sweating. Woo! It is fire. It is absolutely el fuego. Now, hold on. I, we got to turn it back up. This is my part. This is my part. chill i'm chill all right all right i'm chill i'm sorry it's just that song real games that boy good that boy good so as i said it before again my name is doug welcome to the struggle play podcast we are available on all digital streaming platforms itunes google soundcloud spotify stitcher breaker and a whole bunch of other damn Streaming platforms that I can't even pronounce. But just know, all you got to do is just Google it. Google me, bruh. Google me. Google The Struggle Plate Podcast. And I guarantee you, you'll find it. So, it's Monday. 
Happy Monday. Matter of fact, how was your Thanksgiving, guys? Hmm. Was it cool? Was it great? Was there a lot of family drama? Did drunk-ass Uncle Willie show up and almost try to ruin everything? Or was it that your cousin, did he bring over his fifth wife? Hmm. Did he? Or did somebody, or did one of your family members show up pregnant? Hmm. That's the question. That is the question. Or if to all my white listeners, was there like some deep, dark family secret that got revealed at the Thanksgiving dinner table? Or was it like before Thanksgiving? Hmm. I don't really know what Hispanic people do, you know, for Thanksgiving. I I don't know. You know, I'm not even going to front or lie or come up with something crazy and witty. But either way. Thank you all so much for joining me on this podcast. This is episode 16. Y'all, we 16 episodes deep. Y'all been listening. Come on, man. Round of applause. Round of applause to all the good people. Yeah. Round of applause. Oh, how was my Thanksgiving, you ask? YG, thanks for asking. My Thanksgiving was pretty damn cool. You know, I spent some, I spent it with some family that I have out here in Denver. We ate, we drank. It's a whole bunch of little kids running around. It's fine, it's whatever. You know, you're at, we're at that age, or I at least I'm at that age where people are starting to have kids and whatnot. So yes, I was getting a little frustrated, a little irritated because, you know, one of the babies, you know, my cousin, she just like plopped her baby on my fucking lap and then all of a sudden the baby's about to throw up all over my brand new B grand shirt yes she was about to throw up all over he excuse me he was about to throw up all over my brand new shirt that I hardly ever wear my B grand apparel you know from my boy Byron Granderson you know B grand apparel just go ahead and google it B grand B G E B G R A N D I won't go fuck you up but B I got you, bro. I got you. Me anyway, that baby's about to throw up all over my shit, man. I was like, yo, you can have that baby back. You can have it back. I don't even want it no more. I don't even want it. I don't even want it. I'm over here talking about this baby like it's a damn toy or a thing or whatever. But I ain't want it back. But either way, it was fine. It was cool. But then I had to go into work like right after because I work overnight. So I ate. I drank. And it made me think of like all the fun times that I used to have. Growing up for Thanksgiving, because my family used to, um, we used to host Thanksgiving and Christmas dinners and whatnot, but didn't do it this, didn't do it this year. Why? Because my parents been divorced for about six years now, so shit is a little shaky, you know. <laughs> and even when my dad got remarried and whatnot, still didn't really do much Thanksgiving. Last year I did Thanksgiving with my girl and my and my friends, and um, a few years. Before that, my dad came to me, visit me while I was living in Vegas. That was cool. We just went to the buffet. And then that first year, no, I didn't do Thanksgiving. My first year moving to Vegas, that was three years ago because my grandmother had passed. So we had to go ahead and handle those things. So it made me a little sad thinking about all the past, you know, Thanksgiving dinners that I used to have and whatnot. But, hey, you know, time moves on. Life happens. We have to be thankful for what we have in the present, you know. So let me go ahead and just be happy, be thankful, because I was thankful that my Bears won, right? And I was thankful for, 
eating all that food on on this white man's holiday, you know, that we celebrate where they massacred an entire race of people, you know, the Native Americans. But I digress. We won't get into all that. We won't get into all that. But I do hope that you all had a happy Thanksgiving. So let's get this episode started, right? You know, I feel like this is the podcast where the music speaks for itself. So that's exactly what I'm going to do for you every episode. I was thinking about it and I was like, you know what, man? I'm really digging on how I'm just letting the music speak for myself because it's just me, right? You don't want to hear me just talking and talking and talking and talking and talking and talking all the time, right? Do you? I didn't really think so. So I let the music speak for itself. Like, hear this for example. The game put out a brand new album. It's called Born to Rap. Questionable album cover because the album cover had a bunch of pregnant women up in the studio. Very questionable. But the album was fucking fire. And it makes me think how game still raps to this day. Like he's a starving artist. Like I ain't rich. Niggas I used to hang with, it's still gang gang with. Lamborghini outside, but nigga that don't change shit. Same nigga that gave you classic after classic. Cause still chop rock and zip it plastic after plastic. Why you think Dr. Dre don't take me on them yachts with him? Whispering to Snoop. This nigga probably got a Glock with him. Facts. I realized that he wasn't going anywhere when uh, I heard him rap on this song that you're hearing right now. It's called Welcome Home. And of course, he tugs at the heartstrings by putting Nipsey Hussle on this song. And I'm like, God, fine, you win. You win. Time to close shop. $20 million acting broke, nigga. All you niggas sleep, stay woke, nigga. All my niggas came up selling dope, nigga. Why the fuck you think they call us dope niggas? Broken home, broken dreams, no hope, nigga. Why the fuck you think we selling dope, niggas? This for all my dogs and my lokes, nigga. Gotta get our neck about these ropes, nigga. So that's the kind of music I'm into, right? I grew up listening to game. And the game definitely played a very important part in my love for hip-hop. Because right when I was loving Snoop and Dre... All of a sudden, you didn't hear much from the West. But then the game comes out of nowhere and changes things up. So that's why I love hip hop so much, because I just love seeing the change of the guard. But don't get it twisted, because just like last week, I played some damn Adele. Why did I play Adele? Because I love Adele. And like now, like I'm not going to be one of those guys who says, oh, what kind of music do I listen to? I listen to all kind of music. And they won't even tell you who the fuck Mozart is. You know what I'm saying? But here's, here's another example. I grew up in the church, right? I loved... The, my favorite part of church was the music. You know, coming up in the black church, you hear gospel songs like this playing in the background. on man you know that stuff is good and that's what draws you but i am drawn to just good music music that excites me music that inspires me and i love gospel music because it connects me to a higher source known as the lord <laughs> but 
gospel plays a role in literally every single music genre, including hip hop. So in order for you to appreciate your current music, you have to know where it comes from. So let's just take a listen and I'm gonna surprise you. Or maybe you already know. Do you get it now? Do you see what I'm talking about? Did you see how this gospel song has contributed to Drake's best album, Take Care? And on this song, Lord Knows, produced by Just Blaze, featuring Rick Ross, it's amazing. It's fire. But that's not the song that I'm going to be breaking down for you today because the Struggle Plate podcast only plays music from starving artists or rappers who rap like they're fucking hungry every single day out of the week. So today's song is brought to you by Drake and it's called Fear. That's why I do this shit. I think they call this um, venting. <laughs> yeah. Look. Uh, this is me. Still the same. They want the hits. I play the game. No auto tune, but you can feel the pain. It all comes spilling out like I hit a vein. What up, Lil Bruh? What up, Slumville? I hope you know that y'all the reason I have fun still. And fans thinking that we all sign for one meal. Equal opportunity rapping, that shit is unreal. That ain't how it works, that ain't how it goes. And I be getting high just to balance out the lows. And I could use a writer just to balance out my flows. But I never share my thoughts, this is all a nigga knows. And every time I try, it opens up my eyes. These verses are a chance to be remembered and reprised. And I will be performing this as long as I'm alive. So every word I utter will be mine. So come on man, let's get into this You hear what he's talking about Yes, this is a much slower tempo than Lord knows But this was off of Drake's EP, So Far Gone Before the actual mixtape came out, I want to say Either way, this wasn't the mixtape, this was just the EP And it had all his other popular songs on there Houston, Atlanta, Vegas, Successful, Best I Ever Had Uptown, I'm Going In the calm and fear and as a matter of fact i do remember this came out after the original mixtape came out and then they packaged this ep together and put and re-released it either way though this song mainly talks about obviously fear but mainly about the fear of making it the fear of going big being popular famous successful whatever you want to call it that's why before he starts the song off he says that he's just venting. I think they call this um, venting. And we can talk 
as much shit as we want to about Drake, but he has like opened a door of vulnerability. He is so damn vulnerable. He says a lot of stuff that men are afraid to say. Oh, uh, this is me. Still the same. They want the hits. I play the game, no auto-tune, but you can feel the pain It all comes spilling out like I hit a vein What up, Lil Bruh? What up, Slumville? I hope you know that y'all the reason I have fun still And right there, you're hearing Drake shout out Slum Village and Little Brother Don't get it twisted, man He's still hip-hop, he's just doing hip-hop his own way And he's letting them know that despite all of the trials and tribulations that comes to living this lifestyle of being rich and famous and popular and whatever whatever he's letting him know that he's still having fun but he's just so stuck in his own mind drake is very much a prisoner to his own mind and fans thinking that we all sign for one meal equal opportunity rapping that shit is unreal that ain't how it works that ain't how it goes and i'll be getting high just to balance out the lows like do you hear that do you not hear the uncertainty in his voice do you hear the stress that this man is dealing with? But it's so real because everybody is afraid. Everybody has fear. Everybody has fear on whether if you accomplish your dreams, whether if you're good enough. Okay, so if you're not going to understand me, just think about it like this. Being a black person in the United States of America, there is constant fear of people being afraid of you. There is constant fear of literally trying to be yourself, but not trying to be too black, you know, to scare the white people or too white enough. But you got to make sure you keep it real. There's so many different fears that comes with it. And that's why he's talking about him, in a sense, self-medicating, trying to get high. Just to balance out all the lows. And I could use a writer just to balance out my flows. But I never share my thoughts. This is all a nigga knows. And every time I try, it opens up my eyes. These verses are a chance to be remembered and reprised. And I will be performing this as long as I'm alive. So every word I utter and will be And here's this inner battle that I was just talk, telling you about. He is literally fighting his fears as we speak through this very song, this very minute. And he's saying, this is all I know. No matter how scared I am, I have to keep pushing. I have to keep trying because this is what I truly want. And when he goes into the chorus, I feel like it's his dream or his goals or whatever it is. Talking to him by saying, don't believe that. Don't believe the lies. Please don't be scared of me. Please don't be scared of me. Don't believe the lies. Now, the second part of this song is my favorite part. The second verse, to be exact. The, the way he begins the second verse is literally my favorite, what, two lines off of this song. You would think that he's dissing Tupac, but he's really not. Only an idiot would think that. I never cried when Pac died, but I probably will when Hov does. 
And if my tears hold value, then I will drop one for every single thing he showed us. So he's speaking on the special relationship that Jay-Z, that he has with Jay-Z, whether if it's through in person, because Drake has said that Jay-Z has been a mentor to him in his early stages of his career, or just how big of a fan that he is, or how close or connected he is to Jay-Z's lyrics and whatnot. It's not a slight to Pac. Everybody knows that any rapper that I've heard of has always said that Tupac has been their greatest influence. But Drake is being honest by saying he didn't cry when Pac died, but he probably will with when Hove does, just for a simple fact that he has been his mentor, that he has helped guide him through this terrible time of trying to figure out what kind of artist he is and will he make it and whatnot. And I'll be standing in a puddle. I stay away from niggas that could land me in some trouble. And I'ma keep it honest, I'm so tired of being subtle. It's just me, 40, Owen Neek, standing in a huddle. Staring at the members of my team who get questioned about their profit from this million dollar scheme. Just know that I'm in debt for you defending all our dreams. I hope you tell your families this shit ain't what it seems. Keep your circle tight. Keep your circle tight. That's what Drake is saying when he's shouting out the members of his team. The guys who have been with him since day one. He's saying, look, I am trying to stay away from all the BS, from all the new people. This is like the no new friends before the no new friends. When he's just saying, thank you for being on my side. Thank you for never leaving me. Always, always keep a group, a tight circle. If you have a bunch of friends, if you have like a gang of 20 people, how can you really trust them? You know what I'm saying? How can you really know somebody's on your side if somebody's there for you? Seriously, how can you? And he also ends by saying, like, yo, if your family or if your friends are jealous about the lifestyle that we're living, just know that this shit ain't easy. But y'all the reason for a lot of my devotion. You know I spend money because spending time is hopeless. And no, I pop bottles because I bottle my emotions. At least I put it all in the Don't open. Don't believe yeah. the lies. Look me in my eyes. Please don't be scared of me. And the third verse is what makes Drake so damn funny, right? He lets you know how vulnerable and open he's being. He's thanking his friends. But he's also like letting you see the light skin side of him. And then when the third verse comes on, all of a sudden, now he's Mr. Tough Guy. He's talking all this big shit. Look, fuck all y'all. We ignore feelings here. Premature millionaires. Welcome to my realest year. Yeah, I swear that we making a killing here. I should be on top of the world just chilling here. Uh. But it's funny having fans who find you before anybody ever has the chance And build you up so you could be the biggest in the game And realize when you're there sometimes your shit don't feel the same Yeah, and plus things are just surreal at home People think I changed just cause my appeal has grown And that's a- <laughs> And you see, like Drake is so damn funny And he's so light skinned man It makes no sense Because now he has all the confidence in the world And People at home, all his fans who were there with him at the beginning are like, oh, so you changed. Drake's like, no, I ain't changed. The money changed. What you talking about? But it's it's real, though, because you can never satisfy people. 
And that's what he's saying through all this emotional ups and downs that he's given us. He's saying like, no matter what I do, it'll never be good enough for people. Like, yes, I have changed because my appeal and whatnot, but I'm still me. I'm still me. Love me. Love me. Constant Drake. Good old fashioned Drizzy. Let's get back to the song, man. Because he goes furthermore into the changes that he's dealing with right now in his life. Because now the nigga's saying that he's lonely. Now security follow me everywhere, so I never actually am alone. I just always feel alone. I think I'm scared of what the future holds. I was wishing for some things and now I'm used to those. Every girl I meet thinks I'm fucking groupie hoes. The honesty of my music has left me too exposed. All my old friends think I got a new crowd. And people seem to notice every time I do smile. I guess that mean they come few and far between. Even though I'm living out what you would call the dream. So here we go again with this conflict that not that Drake is having with himself, but with the outside world. He's live. People think that he's living the dream, but they don't know that his dream can be very chaotic at times. It can be depressing, sad, lonely. And all these women think that because he's so rich and famous that he's literally fucking every single groupie. Even though, like, he kind of did, like, nut in a stripper and, like, get a baby out of her. Like, Drake is very well documented for having unprotected sex with strippers. I'm just saying. Like, it's very well documented. Just look it up. You feel me? But it's sad in a sense because now he's saying that he's a stereotype when he just wants to be himself. Good old-fashioned Aubrey. I'm joking, but this whole song is literally talking about, or mainly this verse is talking about how money can literally change everything and that you can lose some of the people that you love and how you won't even build a real connection with the people that you could love possibly and that they could love you back and love you for you. Yeah, and my uncle ain't even messaging me and him missing in my life is kind of messing with me. I hope this isn't one of those forever things. It's funny how money can change everything. The reason why I decided to play this song is one, Drake is really rapping his ass off. And I always love rapping Drake more than singing Drake, even though Shot For Me is like literally my favorite song ever. But he is literally talking about the fears that he has with inside himself, what he's scared of. And I remember when this song came out. The song came out in 09, but I really didn't fully grasp this song till about mm, 2012. 2012 during the winter is when I had dropped out of college. I literally sat out because of some family stuff that I had going through. And I was really questioning on whether or not I should go back to school. And I remember being afraid of what people would would think of me. If I didn't go back to school 
or I was afraid of pe what people would think of me when I did go back to school because I did have shit grades. Um, I was going through a lot and I was basically in a sense running away from my problems. Now, luckily enough, you know, thank God to my mom's for like really pushing me to go back to school and finish. And luckily enough, it was just one semester that I sat out, but it was a lot going on through my mind at that time. I was, there was so much fear, so much confusion. I didn't know what I was literally going to do. And it scared the shit out of me. And when I was going to go back, I literally had to gain enough confidence to not worry about the bullshit because I already knew everybody back on campus already wrote me off. I already knew that uh, happened. And it was literally probably one of the most terrifying times of my life, man. But I ended up pushing through, graduating. Now I have a solid job, a pretty decent career, got my own crib and whatnot. But I just remember playing this song over and over again when I was literally eating off a struggle plate, bouncing between my parents' homes. Because at that time, when I sat out and when I was listening to the song a lot, my parents like had were like divorced like a year into the divorce, maybe like maybe a year or two. And so like I literally felt like I was that kid bouncing between homes and homes because I had to go back home to Chicago. And, you know, one point I was staying with my mom's then the other point I was staying with my dad. And I just remember I'll go into further detail about that crazy ass time because there is a particular song that I always, always played during that time. Music has always gotten me through like sad moments in my life. And I'm not going to get into the particular song now, but Drake's fear literally with him talking about his fear helped me realize about my fears in life. And all the different kind of stuff that I have. And especially when he was talking about the relationship aspect on just women, you know, accepting him for him rather than his money. And I, I all I'm going to say this, I'm going to just say this and I'm going to leave it alone. All right. All I know is in my last relationship, my value went down. As soon as we stopped going on trips. Now, there were other factors that contributed to the end of that relationship that were on my part as well. I will say that. But just know I said what I said and I feel Drake. I felt him when he was talking about that in this song. And I feel other rappers and just other people when they say that stuff. But we just going to skirt, skirt right there. Because I will get into that stuff a little bit later. Because right now I'm not sad. I'm not heartbroken. So I'm not going to talk about that shit. But just know, I feel you, Drizzy. I feel you. And that is where we're going to end this song right here. Get You can do whatever the hell you want to. There is no such thing as perfect timing in my book. Just go and do the shit. Conquer your fears. Fear is like unnecessary in life. Like, yes, we're all human and we have it, but we become but we become better people when we defeat it, when we conquer it, and when we triumph it and go on to the next one and the next one and the next one. All right. Do not pray for a lighter cross to bear. Pray for a stronger back.
Mm. Took y'all to church. So let's get into the song or the album of the week. Excuse me. Obviously, I was really messing with the games album Born to Rap. So that's what we're going to do. I'm going to play three songs off of Born to Rap. Song number one features Mozzie and an artist called Osby Chill, I believe I want to say. And it is called Carmen Electra. With the owl feather texture 2020, we doing drive bys and Teslas. Sex, money, murder, and drugs, Carmen Electra. Fuck the slides, I want the power. Why ask why? Till we die. Watch us all stand in line for a slice of the devil's pie. Carmen Electra. Drugs and thugs, women, wine. Three and four at a time. Watch them all stand in line for a slice of the devil's pie. Carmen Electra. Four black bang and I'm from the dope spot, baby Top to serve them on the porch and keep the dough like baby In this photo Sadie's, the rolly oh so bravey Shopping for that old school that I can throw on days Fuck who hate blood on the Benjamins, I'm a gangster Pull up on the side of this vehicle, tryna spank him Cookies by the onions, we plug them, the people thank us Assalamualaikum and see how far I can take us Can't nobody save us, stay dangerous, it's on the gang's whole game Pass the thing, I feel like I got my way Pissing on their grave and whacking out what they bang Papa was a chef and my mama whipped it the same She chose up on the ism, the Maserati to blame We body for body, Aki, I caught him and got him flame Free the gang, land when he touched, got him a chain When he touched, got him some cake, when he touched, got him a drink Song number two Hits at the heartstrings Talks about dead rappers and rappers who have passed It's called, I didn't want to write this song Featuring the beautiful Marsha Ambrosius. Yes, I wonder when you coming home. I wonder why you couldn't make it home. I wonder why they let you when you gone. I wonder if you know how much they miss you. Crenshaw, now they yelling Crenshaw. Crenshaw, now they wearing Crenshaw. I wonder why they let you when you gone. Yeah. I wonder if you're there right now. I wonder. I wonder hey, if you're listening to what down. I really feel right now this LA shit. I wonder I'm hoping you're the piece that'll make him really care right now Throw them dubs on Nah One but time for a minute And it just isn't fair right now Right now We got the world yeah. lit On God The work is never done we love you, Nip. The good they die young You'll still be my son Even when it rains is numb, know that you were loved, yeah, I didn't want to write this song, didn't want to write it so it's from the heart, even brought your homie from the Merc Park, smoking papers on Vernon for the hurt, reminiscing, you and Black Sam built it from the dirt, Los Angeles, the gift and the curse, focused on your neighborhood but you shifted the earth, you had the Staples Center packed like a church, whole South Central put their hands on your hearse. I wonder if heaven got a sloss and you a biggie and Pac, look at you big as the bosses Headed to a marathon, look at your nigga, he flossing Your legacy untouchable like Amani and Crosses On the days that I'm feeling exhausted, think about Uncle Snoop at the funeral talking This type of shit you don't see that often, Stevie Wonder singing, he can't even see your coffin I wonder if you're free right now, yeah I wonder if you're happy, are you living now? Song number three that I'm gonna play for you all Obviously, I'm going to play it again. It's called Welcome Home featuring Nipsey Hussle. So remember, the Struggle Play podcast is available on all digital streaming platforms. SoundCloud, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, iTunes, 
everywhere. And today's album of the week is the game's Born to Rap. The song that I'm playing for you all right now is called Welcome Home featuring Nipsey Hussle. In the beginning, y'all heard Nip do the chorus, but it's the last verse of this song that really says something and it speaks volumes. Peace and love. My name is Doug. Bring that beat back for me though. I gotta say something. Yeah. Chuck, what up? I was like, fuck rap music, I'm gonna rob me a bank. Starving artists ain't my style, that shit'll drive me insane. Gave my mind to these millions and my heart to the gang. Probably die up in these streets, but I survived through my name. Every nigga around me killers and I doubted the change. If the police get behind us, we go out with a bang. Early 2000s, murder rate was a shame. We were saying bullets got no names. Nigga, we're as charismatic on these corners like Tupac on stage. But fuck a dream if it's not gonna pay. You feel me? White socks hat with my Glock on waist. Couldn't tell me I was not O'Shea. Posted at the quick and split. Don't get caught on tape. Cause they put them cameras up since they shot Quinshay. Chuck. I remember your white range. Slossin' Ave, ran up on you, gave you my mixtape. Now. 20 million dollars acting broke, nigga. All you niggas sleep, stay woke, nigga. All my niggas came up selling dope, nigga. Why the fuck you think they call us dope, nigga? Broken home, broken dreams, no hope, nigga. Why the fuck you think we selling dope, nigga? This for all my dogs and my lokes, nigga. Gotta get our neck about these ropes, nigga. 